Hey friends, it's Coley. You're listening to Still With You, a space for sharing gold, inspiring stories with genuine friends about our faithful God. I am ecstatic about you being here. Before I introduce the guest we get to talk with today, I want to draw your attention to our beautiful theme music, Where the Light Dances by Gamari. If you would like to hear more amazing music from this beyond gifted artist and friend, you can follow Yamari on social media at Yamari Official and listen to her music wherever you stream. Last week, she released her new single, Let It Be Me. It is a masterwork and perfect in its timing. Make sure you give it a listen. Today on the show, I am speaking with a friend I have wanted to hang out with on the podcast for a long time. Dr. Justine Roper, PT, DVT, is the CEO of In Her Physique Pelvic Floor Physical Therapy, the leading expert pelvic healthcare clinic in Pensacola, Florida, and the Gulf Coast region. Prior to owning her own practice and helping thousands of individuals receive the best care for their pelvic health, Dr. Justine loved to perform. She grew up singing, playing piano, swimming, dancing, cheerleading, and excelling in her academic field. At only 16 years old, Dr. Justine was accepted into the University of Florida where she studied health education and received a Bachelor's of Science. Within months of graduating, she then attended the historically black college Howard University in Washington, D.C., where she received a doctorate in physical therapy. After completing her specialty clinical rotation in women's health physical therapy while in her doctorate of physical therapy program, Dr. Justine was compelled to pursue pelvic floor and women's health physical therapy. She attained her certificate of achievement in pelvic physical therapy from the Academy of Pelvic Health in addition to countless hours of continuing education surrounding the complexities of pelvic floor conditions. Today, Dr. Justine has not lost her natural passion for performing nor education, but exercises both through her popular and ever-expanding social media presence. At Dr. Jess is my favorite expert to follow online because she makes learning about pelvic floor health fun. These are words one might never expect to hear said together, but they are absolutely true. Dr. Justine and In Her Physique are dedicated to their patients receiving the best care, and they are committed to expanding pelvic floor health physical therapy in the Gulf Coast region. As I shared previously, I have wanted to speak with Dr. Justine for a very long time. I am so excited to have this opportunity to chat with her, not only about her own story and how God is using her to help others find freedom from pain, but also to encourage you in your own health journey. All of the content within this episode is appropriate, but it does contain a few words and phrases surrounding the topic of pelvic floor health. For friends who often listen along with young ears nearby, you might want to consider pre-listening to this episode before sharing. By mid-conversation, I promise you are going to be calling Dr. Justine your queen. She is intelligent, beautiful, entertaining, and I am so honored by her being here. Please welcome to Still With You, CEO of In Her Physique, Dr. Justine Roper. You are the first doctor to still with you. I am so excited. I've never like spoken with someone in the medical field who holds that title. That's really cool. I'm honored. So I'll take it and run with it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know when in your life did you fall in love with the medical field? What was your beginning point and like what's your relationship with it now? I always say the majority of things in my life have fallen in my lap. Just a little bit of background. When I was in college, I actually tried a whole bunch of different things within the medical field. I don't know even where that came from. To be honest, like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a star. 
Like, I just wanted to dance. I wanted to sing. I wanted to do all these things uh-huh. because I was surrounded by really dynamic people. Like, my best friend always wanted to be an engineer. Literally, since we were five years old, she always wanted to be that. So, for me, yeah. I didn't really know. So, when I got in college, I kind of shopped around. I did nursing. I did health education. I did pre-med. I did all kinds of things. But my mom was in a really unfortunate car accident where the driver passed away. And the Expensive injuries that her and my aunt, it was actually my aunt's fiance at the time who was driving. He passed away in the accident and they had all these injuries. While I'm like shopping around for what I wanted to land on and like what, what I wanted to do, my mom's um, a retired judge. I was like, should I do law? Like, what am I doing? She reminded me of her rehab specialist, her doctor of physical therapy yeah. that she saw. And she was like, you should reach out and just observe and see if that's something you would want to do. So I ended up observing and I actually really liked it. I digged it partially because I was this like mm-hmm. young kid. I felt like I was like 19 that got to be around these really hot sports athletes. It was great. That was (laughs) my first introduction. And I love, I love that. So that was how I got into kind of even wanting to be within the medical field. Once I actually got into the medical field after school was over, it was a harsh reality because our medical field is really, for lack of better terms, messed up from a lot of different angles. It's a, a monopoly. It's very much so financially driven. Yeah. So once I got into it, I realized that there's a very big difference between quality patient care and like our job and what we do to stay productive on the job. And so, yes, I absolutely still love healthcare and I still love helping people. Part of why I opened my own practice is to be able to do it looking at how you've impacted our community and by following what you're doing you seem so personable which is like what I would want in a doctor or in a friend why I've said before I got on here that I'm like I'm such a fan I hope this is okay to say but it's like I feel like you kind of almost Mm -hmm. influence and doctor from afar by just offering like such great advice we'll get into more of that later in like our conversation but is doctoring from afar or like even just giving practical healthy advice do you get that a lot from those who follow you and your friends is that common it is and first I didn't really realize that I was doing it yeah and sometimes I had to kind of scale back and say what am I doing and how what angle am I coming from I just want to make this stuff simple for people because I follow a lot of dynamic pelvic floor specialists that are brilliant with how they educate their following top tier thousands and thousands of followers but I I was like you know I just want to be myself I want to just offer kind of simply what I know because that's how I learn I I just want it to be simple believe it or not there are some people that once they actually get into the clinic whether they have followed me on social media or not some of them really love the personal side the real side and then some people don't like I had a (laughs) I had a client quit therapy and she said that she didn't like my approach because it felt like I asked her what she wanted to do. But really my approach was this more. So I want you to tell me what you get out of therapy. So some people don't get it. Yeah. Some people don't like it. They're like, you're the doctor. Tell me what to do. While my perspective is more so I want my people involved in the education part, my people involved in the therapy. So yeah, I think it's cool that you say that because it's intentional. I feel like it's so personal and I'm just one of thousands. So I'm like, I can't imagine like how many men and women, individuals that you are impacting. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to talking about med school just a little bit because the friends that I have in the medical profession, they are like the toughest people, like tough as nails. Part of that Mm -hmm. experience when you're Mm -hmm. going to the University of Florida and then you're going to Howard University, are you at all wanting to quit or do you just feel like you're getting like more refined? Where to God meet you in that. 
I was exhausted the entire time. Well, I had a lot of excitement and zeal in the beginning, but my testimony behind it, I got into a really tumultuous relationship with someone that was in my cohort while I was in physical therapy school. It crushed every ounce of light that I had. So I say that not only when you get into any specialty within the medical field, it's hard. It doesn't matter which one. It could be radiology. You you know, you're just going for your, your MD. You could be occupational therapist. You can be all these types of things. Graduate school on that level is a whole nother game. It challenges you in every aspect of your life where I could beg to say that anyone who has been through that process was not the same person at all that they are now. They're just two different people because it, it, it just pulls on you so heavily. But I think the way the Lord kind of did it again, everything falls in my lap, but he actually like carried me through the process because I wanted to quit Mm -hmm. so much so that I stopped going to class. Not even kidding. In the middle, halfway through, I stopped going to class. I was fortunate enough to do a clinical rotation in Houston. And I made a lot of friends while I was there. And in the middle of school, I like stopped showing up to class. I would fly to Houston. I tried to talk to some of my church members. They're like, what if I drop out of school? And like, can I live with one of you guys temporarily for a little bit while I got on my feet? Everything I tried to do to quit school, I could not do. I came home and I would be at my granny's house. And she has this like room in the back that I would like be in. And my mom and everyone was so concerned because they're like, she's going to quit and we don't want her to quit. One of my mom's friends who I just knew from like childhood, he came in the room and like opened the door and he sat down. He was like, just seemed like you cannot, you can't quit. Like this is not an option. So anything I did, I threw temper tantrums. I cried. I stopped showing up to class. Don't know how I passed exams. To answer that question, absolutely. And I think everyone wants quit and that's where the lord kind of carrying you through his will and carrying through your specific journey and story comes in because that's what it was for me you had to eventually put one foot in front of the other and fight against yourself so to me sometimes the hardest battles are battling ourselves and saying i don't know why i'm Mm -hmm. showing up yet again but here i am you just show up without any knowledge of what the next moment minute even would look like because it's painful for me I was severely depressed Mm -hmm. like I said my light was gone completely when it comes to grit I think it's a human instinct that we have because we have to survive yeah God kind of made us that way where where there are certain things your body is just gonna do if you tell it to do it or even have the inkling to try to do that your body's gonna push through I even talked about today on my Instagram capacity versus will there's a difference between the capacity to do something versus the will to do something and I think I had the capacity because I was just there but my will was so low it was just like I was just doing a little bit at a time so absolutely grit fits somewhere in there and even now I'm a crybaby I cry about everything (laughs) even so this year reflecting on last year I had the will to get through but my capacity was a little bit low absolutely you can have grit in there and grit is developed Mm -hmm. that's something that is developed over time that's not something you wake up with my husband he's an amazing person who he has boundaries that he set he has drive if he's going to get it done he will so some people naturally have it but I do think even men it's developed it's like a practice to me because there's moments where and I've said this before on here where I have to tell myself you're going to do this and you'll see yourself on the other side whether something that's really scares me or something that I know is just going to take a lot of time and 
I try to give myself a clock of where I'm like, and you'll rest at this time. Yeah. Little goals. You'll see yourself on the other side. And then when you're there, you're like, oh, I did it. And I'm stronger yeah. for it. Oh, definitely. I used to do that every day, especially in that depressive period. Yeah. I was like, I got to go to school from 7.45 to 5 p.m. If I could just make it to 5 p.m., then I can rest a little yeah. bit, you know, and refuel. One step in front of the other four years later in your business. Why did you not stay in Houston? Why are you in Pensacola or not at, is Howard University, DC. is that in what, DC? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to say Washington. Mm-hmm. Why is Pensacola the place for you to come and invest? And are you originally from Pensacola? I cannot remember. I am born and raised. Okay. What was coming home for you like? I was a school-based pediatric physical therapist before I opened my practice. So I was at a charter school for special needs children. One day, one of my kiddos mauled me in the face and I'm like leaking blood everywhere. And my boyfriend, who is now my husband, was like, we're done. I think that you need to pursue something that you'd like to do. Mm. I always wanted to do pelvic therapy and be a pelvic specialist. So much so that I had a rotation in it. I had a background in it already. I just wasn't using it. I was dating this guy that I always said I was going to marry. I said I was going to marry him in high school, just playing around. We got really serious. And he was like, you should open your own practice. And so that relationship kind of was bringing me back home. And me developing my practice also kind of solidified it. It's like, okay, I'll start my practice. And if we don't work out, I still have a practice. I'll still be home with my family. And that's kind of what happened. That's kind of how I got here. But then I started to have a passion for my hometown. Like everyone who grows up here, most of us say like, I'm never coming back to Pensacola. It's small. It's boring. There's nothing here. But once you kind of mature, you can see that it's a gym. That's what made me stay. Not only was it like I'm engaged and stuff, but finding the love for the city again is kind of what made me keep the practice here. Yeah. And because you're one of its own, you know how to love it best. You know, like, you know what it needs. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know until I learned recently is that, like, there, that you really had to blaze your own path in specifically pelvic floor therapy. Because you're the only one I know. <laughs> yeah. So we're the only ind- independent one. There is, so like, physical therapy is one. It's a big major corporation and chain uh-huh. locally that has a therapist in it. There are a few independent people that kind of do it on their own, kind of as they like to. But we literally are the only standalone building that specializes in it only. And crazily enough, even after four years, there's so many people that still don't know what it is. Women's health on a global scale is still kind of blossoming. You got all these people that are fighting for it, even like Serena Williams and yeah. people that have had these traumatic birth stories and things like it's kind of cultivating and, and becoming a thing. So when you think on the micro level, it's still not there. So we have a lot of work that we're still doing to push it forward. You and then Tanya Rad. I don't know if you know who she is, but she always talks about her pelvic floor exercises and she calls it her homework. She's like, I did my weekend homework. (laughs) I know two people. I mean, I know you and I know Tanya (laughs) online. I hear you. I love that. That's so cool to be a part of the only people that you know. That, but also like it points to the level of that, like it's so important that you're talking about it because this is not just a female problem. I'm just using using my perspective to talk about this, but saying that like, that's the only two that I know of. I'm like, there. so you are truly yeah. blazing away. One of the things that I heard from your story, I were kind of unpacking the layers of like loving your hometown and like what that's like coming back. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't from Pensacola, Pensacola is heavily military influence. Like there's a naval base here. All branches are represented. And one of the things that I learned that was such a big influence for you to come into 
um, specifically pelvic floor therapy, physical therapy is like, there was an incident with a paratrooper who injured himself that that really inspired you to take this level of the field mm-hmm. more seriously. And like, it gave you a passion for, to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, do you look back in, at stories like that? And you're like, wow, the military. And then like, these are the people I'm serving, like their families. And like, I just can't help but mm-hmm. see the overlap. It's really cool. I, I really enjoy it. I love getting cases where you can see their desperate need to find someone who understands the situation. With pelvic floor conditions, it's not just like a shoulder, back, or a knee. Absolutely. Shoulders and backs and knees hurt. They stop you from doing your job, caring for your family and your children. But with pelvic conditions, it's a different layer because we're talking about things that don't allow you to be intimate with your spouse, that doesn't allow you to to literally hold your baby close to you. Um, We're talking about conditions that um, people have been in pain for years and years and years. They have been to specialists and specialists and specialists, and they have not nearly had the amount of support they deserve to live a different quality of life, a better quality of life. Seeing the connection is, is in overlap is really awesome. It's it's really great to see. That's what keeps me going, to be honest, because sometimes, again, there's a good part to what we do, but we are also still very human. So some people that come through my door they are off the hinge. Yeah. The way that they talk to me and my staff, the way they treat my staff, sometimes we're still dealing with people. But when you think of the people who value the work that we do, it really is nothing like it. Hey again, it's Coley. Before I launched Still With You five years ago, I read endless how-to articles promising a smooth and simple podcasting startup plan, but they only left me more confused and discouraged. I wanted a space for what I truly needed, practical, trusted information with personal encouragement, which is why I started How To Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, encouraging step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. In this course, you will discover your podcast purpose, plan your show step-by-step, and publish and promote your work. Don't just listen to podcasts, participate in the conversation. Start your own show today. And for a little bit of extra help in the process, you can use How to Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. You can find more information by visiting coleybrowning.com. Click How to Podcast with Coley Browning. Press record and start sharing your story. What have you learned about God and his character of healing if you are surrounded by people who are more often than not in pain? I've learned that he's necessary because I think in this day and age, we are like the most self-sufficient people that I think has existed. Yeah. When I look at his grace in that we there we have an option for healing. We, you know, he's blessing people with more resources than we've had before. I think it's so dynamic yeah. that not only is he necessary, but he's gracious in the fact that he's giving us so many options because we didn't have this option before. Pensacola didn't have it four years ago. There was a very amazing, she's really popular now, millions of followers. She worked at it at the other clinic that I, I mentioned before, but she left. It's not the vagina rehab doctor, is it? Because I've now followed her because of you. No, but she's great. Follow her because she's excellent yes. and, and she's funny. She's it's I mean, last <laughs> night I was crying at some of the stuff that yeah. she was saying. It was so so funny. And that's one of the ones I was telling you that is yes. brilliant. She's in Chicago. She's brilliant at what she does. So she deserves that platform anyway. So do you. I love being able to stand next to, to people like that. But I've realized he's necessary and he's gracious in that he's giving us options. There are a lot of people who come through my door. I mean, I've had Hispanic Jews come through my door. 
I've had people of all yeah. religions and faiths, those who may consider themselves agnostic and all of those things with the faith that I have, I truly believe that in the evidence of what he's equipped us with in our clinic to be able to heal. And so that's kind of what I see. I see that he's necessary and I see that he's gracious in the fact that he's even given us that option. I love it because like when we get to partner with him, we get to represent him and like you're a doctor and mm-hmm. you get to, like you get to honor his acts of healing and stuff. So you get to partner mm-hmm. with him and give people new life. I love that you ask the question kind of like expectation management and asking mm-hmm. them like, does your patients want to get from there? Often like there's so much fear when walking through pain and like walking mm-hmm. into an office. That's so well welcoming. It's all the things wrapped into like, I think like the heart of the father. And I love that that gets to spill over into your business. It truly does like affect our whole community. Who knows the person that you're helping, they could be like my coworker and their attitude is going to affect my day and my day is going to (laughs) affect the next. And so I believe in the spillover and how that affects one another. I like that you bring that up because it does. It does spill over. Okay. Can we talk about your online presence? Sure. I just hope that all of our friends right now just stop and follow you on Instagram. You're Dr. Justine. So Dr. Jess on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I will put all the links to follow you. I'll put in her physique and your book yeah. and everything in the show notes Yay. for our friends to find. It's been so fun, like growing up along social media because you get to see it change. And never in my life would I think that like a medical practice could have this much effect on the internet like you're doing. Like you are owning it. I love it. I'm telling you, when I first started following you, was when you posted about the bejazzling and how like that is a major no-no. I love the boldness. I love that you're wanting to talk about these things that for so long Mm -hmm. people think are like off limits, but they're so helpful because we all have questions about them. Number one, when did you try to take that seriously? And then also what kind of feedback do you get? Do you get like mainly positive? I just want to know. So funny. Oh my gosh, that you brought that up. So I'll start with the second one because you because it, it it's so funny to me. So that exact post about the the Vajazoline, I have a friend who's a pastor. She reached out to me and said, You should take it down. She was like, You need to take that down. That does not glorify the Lord. And I was like, How does this not glorify the Lord if there are people who are believers that are doing it? I, I don't get that. Like it doesn't matter if they are married or unmarried. I'm not sure if if that's what you know the angle she was coming from. So for me, I look at it like no one is exempt from human choices. And so we need to be educated on that. So I get mixed feedback. It depends on what it is. So if it's something that is more so in the topics that are taboo, like the sexual yeah. topic, I'll get like, oh, oh my gosh, did you really post that? Da, da, da. But then I get so much more positive feedback than I would ever get negative yeah. because so many people, they want to learn. They just want to learn. People just want to know. They just want to be educated because from the time that we were yeah. te- teenagers, likely, or even preteens or even children, where we started learning about our pelvic regions in, in relationship to morality and in relationship to navigating in our life, up until adulthood, no one has sat and taught us unless you had a great parent. And the majority of us have, may have had great parents, but they may not have been educated in these topics in right. order to teach us well. Um, and so that's kind of where I step in and be like, okay, this is really what it is. Yeah. I get so much more good feedback than negative. And, but even since that that conversation I had with a friend of mine who was a pastor, I have chosen my wording well. I feel like I have been more methodical with my word choice and how I present it. Mm. I definitely want to make it palatable. My my pastor is my, my father-in-law. And he always talks about taking your pot and feeding the entire house. Right. That's a skill that has to be honed in on. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, to do that well. How some questions seem taboo. 
Yeah. Taboo or not, we're all asking mm-hmm. them and we're going to find an answer somewhere. And so I'd rather go to number one, a doctor, yeah. but also someone who genuinely cares definitely, and is consistent. Thank you for that. So when did you start owning it, Dr. Justine? It's tricky because social media was exhausting for me because I felt like I was trying to keep up because people like the vagina rehab doctor, like all these other amazing platforms. What I ended up doing was I was like, there's so much value in my Instagram because not only do patients come to see me based on what they see online, but people reach out to me and say they learn so much from what I post. And and no matter what the capacity, no matter if it's 30 people that like it or 500 people that view it. I think that I've owned it now just recently to say, be yourself and talk about the topics that one, you see people interact with the most and enjoy learning from. And two, you enjoy talking about. Because last year, I did a whole bunch of different stuff from all kinds of angles, from sex to fitness to emotion and motivation. This year, I really wanted to focus on movement, the relationship between movement and our health. I will definitely branch off into how does sex influence our movement how and vice versa. And how does movement impact our mental, mental health? What are some movements that we can do? So I feel like this year was when I started to own it yeah. because I don't want to be drained by it, but I want people to be fueled by it. So now that I have that mental mindset, I feel like now I can own it and like move forward with it. In immediate response, I'm thinking about the video that you posted about you just walking around your kitchen, doing normal household things that mm-hmm. we all do and concentrating on our breathing, engaging our core. I love videos like that because it just reminds me the importance of that about like not rushing and not feeling Mm -hmm. always like I have to overextend myself to be able to treat my body properly in the way that it Mm -hmm. deserves. It's a big feat too, because that's, you got to get to that, the core of that first. And that's what I mean. Pelvic health is, it has so many layers to it. I really don't think there's anything like it. We can talk about shoulders, backs and knees and the immediate injury. Maybe someone did to make that happen. But when you talk about pelvic health and you talk about the things that we talk about on my platform, it's life. It's from what you've been conditioned to think. It's what you feel about yourself. Because even like the example about moving in the kitchen, a lot of people will come in my clinic and say, I just don't have time to focus on my breathing. So then now we have to come back and think about, well, why don't you feel like you have the time to do that? Well, my kids are sitting over here screaming my name and I'm trying to hurry up and rush. Okay, so then that's a whole nother issue that what are the beliefs that you have about your home? What about your time management? What about your self-love? It's so much in it. And so I I think the real life life examples I give, I try to make it to where I can meet people where they're at so they can see that it is possible to like take a second and just say, I can put this dish in my cabinet bag. Even if you can just turn your body and put it this way. You can prevent yourself from being in pain at the end of the day on some level if you got into that habit. Absolutely. Trying to just like make my platform where people can meet themselves where they are. You were talking about how your dream was to be a star growing up. And it's so amazing how like nothing goes to waste Mm -hmm. with the Lord. And so the qualities that you learn from like performing and entertaining, like it is genuinely fun to learn from you. Like I cannot believe that the stuff you share is free. I often sometimes like look at this and I'm like, yeah. I feel like I would have, should have had to have had like a yeah. private conversation with her or have had to yeah. pay for some of this information. So it is such a gift. Like I encourage like not only my female friends, but all my friends, I really want them to go follow you because it is so fun to learn from you and full transparency. Like this is how much like I went like number one, I never had even talked about a Kegel yeah. and you've like, and that's a whole nother thing of you like mm-hmm. debunk all of that. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> 
my friends do for that. But like, I didn't even know how to say that. I thought it was like rhyme with bagel and was like a kegel. And so like, I, number one, I never even talked about yeah. that. So that's how much like, I, I don't know what I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like you're a good open door if they want to talk more about pelvic floor health. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for that. I love what you're doing. Thank you. The human part of me, right? Again, I use vagina rehab doctor because she's like my queen. <laughs> like I love her. You and her are now my queens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I told her one day, like we have to like meet halfway because she's actually from down South. I believe she's from Alabama somewhere. Probably not close to us, but we're considered lower Alabama. So I was like, we got to get together. Just send me a picture of you two together when you're at coffee. And I'll be like, praise hands. Yes, dream come true. But um, I would say that when I look at, I think there's a healthy balance between offering content that people just need and then content that people who are more interested should come and purchase. The goal is to spark an interest for people to want to take value and stock in their health. And even if they don't come and purchase it from me, even if they do it somewhere else, because I believe that everyone should have a pelvic floor exam from the age of consent and from the first pelvic exam, pap smear exam that you get from your OBGYN, there should be a pelvic exam in there. It's standard of care. That's really what it should be. But it's not a part of the standard of care right now because it's not, it hasn't been as much advocacy behind it. And that's where my platform comes in. That's where policy changes. That's where educating even the basic OBGYNs in our community have DM'd me and said, I need to come see you. Too. Yeah. That's why I keep going with the platform. It's just pushing that agenda forward that everyone deserves it. Everyone needs it. And then that door opens for more education after that. Well, you always have full support here. Thank you. I genuinely just want to say that you are supported here and I'm so thankful for what you're doing in our community. And like I said, the spillover is real. What are you most excited for this year? And like, how can we pray for you as you're like moving into year five? What I'm excited for again is the evidence of the seeds planted. So I saw that you had Pastor Tyler on before. Yes, big fan of his. Huge fan. And he actually spoke into my life and he said, you know, to just stay where I am and to to be able to witness the fruit of what has already been planted, remain faithful. So I'm excited to see the fruit, man. And it doesn't matter what kind of fruit, peaches, oranges, bananas. We're excited to see the hard work that has been planted and more people be empowered by what public health is especially in the Pensacola Mm -hmm. community. I just want to see it pop. I just want to see more women. Again, it doesn't have to be me. I just want to see more women go for it, especially with their pelvic health. That's what I'm looking forward to. How you can pray. I really believe that prayer for sustainability and space, because again, when you're trailblazing, it kind of, and I'm not taking that word lightly, but when you are treading a space that typically has not been tread before, You got to have that grit you were talking about. So I, I'm fearful that myself and my team will continue to have the wherewithal to push it forward because we have a lot of people because of where we are aren't receptive to it just because of, I mean, we're below the Bible belt. We clench our pearls. We put, you know, so there is this cloak of secrecy surrounding the things that we are talking about. So my prayer would be that our team will broaden. Our team will also have the wherewithal to keep going to push the agenda forward. We always say, like, if someone speaks out about something, yeah. they're like, protect them, protect them at all costs. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, like protecting the people that are speaking out about it so that it can continue to reach people. 
So that's that's where I'm at with my prayer and, and what we're excited to see. Well, you're one of those who are bravely speaking out of advocating for others. And so like, man, I'm going to be praying for like not only blessings and just like awesome yeah. opportunities for you, but for that protection over you and your husband and your business yeah. and your team and your family. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, warfare is real, but our God is greater yeah. where there's resistance, like there's breakthrough. And like, I really do believe in like the work that you're doing. And I've seen it in the mm-hmm. lives of my friends. This is great. Thank you for allowing me to share and be passionate about where we are and, and, and everything. So I'm so grateful for your support and just everything. Thank you. The show is called Still With You. And this comes from Psalms 139.18 that just says, and when I wake up, I'm still with you. And so I really do believe that is like a promise from the Lord never leaves us. And so I always in the show, and so I'll ask you, Dr. Justine, where is God still with you? God is still with me literally in my coming and in my going from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. And the reason I know that the evidence is how many times I feel like I can't keep going to where I just want to like quit, period, shut it down, shut everything down from my marriage to my, <laughs> to my practice. And he always kind of, kind of comes from behind me and comes in front and stops me from yeah. literally risking it all. So he's still with me literally in every moment of my day, even when I don't even think about him mm-hmm. to the point where I need him desperately. He's just there. Not this arbitrary idea, but he's literally present. And so I try to hold on to that every single day. I was just looking at your ring. I was like, hold on to your marriage. I'm like, your ring is gorgeous. I know our friends can't see it, but if they go see you, they can see that rock you have. Right. They can see that. (laughs) I'm grateful for that. That is gorgeous. Your husband did good. He he does great. That was a wonderful answer. Like there's no wrong answer to that, but I love that. And I definitely feel like, you know, though we are literally just met each other. I feel like I've seen some of the work that you've done. And like, I believe you when I say that the Lord is there. Like I genuinely do believe you. Oh man, that's a blessing to me. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Justine. Like, please come back anytime. I know how Pensacola is. I'm going to run into you at Publix or something. Like it's going to (laughs) happen. Please and say hi. Don't be like some other people that like DM me after like, I saw you in in Publix, but I didn't know if I should (laughs) say hi. I'm the most approachable person um in the world so say hi (laughs) i will say hi and then also like our friends will recognize you on that billboard that you have i fan out every time i drive by i've been wanting to be friends with you for a while that is so funny i love that i love that my husband does the same thing he's so funny he'll like drive by and like record it so the billboard has really done its job so i'm so grateful for cultivation of relationships and clients coming in it's so funny i love it it's so cool excellent marketing excellent marketing (laughs) excellent instagramming i could go on anyway thank you so much for being here thank you As promised, I'm connecting you to all the places where you can find Dr. Justine. If you want to connect with her clinic in Pensacola, Florida, you can visit inherphysique.com. To follow Dr. Justine on social media, her handle is Dr. Just, so doctor, all spelled out, and then J-U-S, Dr. Just. I cannot encourage you enough. Begin on Instagram, scroll through, and have fun learning about pelvic floor health. 
myself. Again, a sentence that I thought I would never say, especially behind a podcast mic. Here we are, and I am so proud to be sharing this with you because I love the work that Dr. Justine and her team are doing being in my city, and I hope that you reach out to them for any needs that you may have or just simply thank her for being a part of the podcast. If you want to go back later and look at the links that I just spoke of, you can visit the show notes page of this episode. That is found on my website, coleybrowning.com. If you need to connect with me for anything else, you are welcome to use the website or you can find me on social media. My handle is Coley Browning. I would love to hear from you, know where you're listening, what you think about the show, who you want me to invite on next. I love to send emails and reach out to friends, especially when I know that it is wanted or needed by you listening to the show. Still With You would not be what it is without those of you who show up every single week with an open heart, ready to learn, ready to hang out with new friends. It is the most fun doing this and I just love that I get to share it with amazing friends like you. Thank you so much for being here. Next time on the podcast, we're speaking with a guest who is truly out of this world. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.